Welcome to the Heme Consult Podcast, a weekly inspiration infusion for women of color and hematology. Dear woman of color and hematology, Heme Consults is your personal space to rest, recharge, and renew your spirit with a weekly infusion of inspiration from hematologist Dr. Toyasi Anwemena. Every Sunday, Dr. Anwemena will remind you that you are a superstar and have everything you need to succeed in your incredible career as a hematologist. Welcome to the Hematology Sisterhood that will transform your world. Hello, welcome to the Heme Consults Podcast. I am your host, Toyosi Anwemena, hematologist, physician scientist, educator, and truth seeker. Today's episode is called the Mentoring Committee. <laughs> and the theme scripture is Proverbs 24 and verse 6. Okay, now let's start first with today's encouragement. Oh, woman of color in hematology, you are too much. You are too much. You are too much for one person to mentor. You are so complex. You've got so many facets to you. You have so many interests. There is so much about you that one person cannot fully understand. But there you are chasing after the one mentor who's going to turn your life around. And I just want to encourage you that there is no such person. There really isn't. Because, it, and it's not, it's not even their fault, it's you. It's that you're too much. I mean, not only are you a multi-talented physician, you have other create, creative pursuits as well. You have other creative outlets. Some of you are singers, some of you are musicians, some of you are dancers, some of you are writers, some of you are content creators. I mean, you are too much. Think about who you were before you even came to this medical school journey. It is incredible. And then you enter into this thing called a hematology career, and you think that one person is going to be able to take all of that? You think you're going to be able to take all your greatness and squish it into one person as your life mentor? Okay, okay, let's play the game. Let's say they are the one academic superstar that you want to become like. What about the rest of your life? Okay, what about your personal life? Are they going to mentor that? Okay, so maybe they're good. They've got a great family. You also want to be like them in their family life. Okay, what about their relationship with their siblings? Are they going to mentor you in that? What about your business ideas? Are they going to mentor you in that? What about your non-academic creative pursuits? Are they going to mentor you in that? Okay, mm -hmm. now we're getting there. Now you're recognizing that you've got too much of you to put all of it in one person. And you're like, oh, no, 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 Dr. Mwemina. It's just, you know, this one person who's going to be in charge of my academic life. I'm like, your academic life is also multifaceted. You've also got lots of things that you want to do. Okay, maybe this person is a grant-getting superstar, but what about your educational innovations that you have? Are they a superstar in that area too? Okay, so maybe they're a research scientist and an educator. What about all the clinical things and the innovations that you want to bring to the clinical space? Are they a superstar in that as well? Hmm, that's what I was thinking. 
One person is not enough for you. You are too much for one person. And I just want to encourage you, a woman of color in hematology, that you should stop looking for the one. I, I do mean that. The one mentor who's going to take you and make you amazing. Because number one, you are already amazing. And number two, one person can't be good at too many things. Like most people are good at one or two or three things. They're not good at everything. And so if you're asking one person to give you everything you need, then you are neglecting to get what you need from another person who's even better in that area. If one mentor is the person from whom you're getting your research and your education and your clinical mentoring, I'm going to guarantee that there is somebody else who's better than that mentor in the clinical area. Or maybe there's someone who's better than that mentor in the research area because people can usually excel in one thing amazingly. And that's what you want to get from one person. You don't want to get everything you need from one person. You just want to get one or two things from one person. So I just want to encourage you that you really aren't too much for one mentor. It's not them, it's you. And if you're gonna try to fit everything that you are under one mentor, guess what that means? You're gonna be making yourself super small. And goodness, it's not comfortable for you to fit in that box. And that may be one of the reasons why you've been struggling because you've been trying so hard to fit in this box that you don't belong in, just so that you can say that this one mentor is everything for you. And so I'm going to encourage you, a woman of color in hematology, get out of that box. Get out of that box and find different mentors for your different pursuits and your different strengths. I know that there is this myth in academic medicine that if you can just find the mentor, your life will be transformed. But I am in this mentoring series telling you that there is not such a person because you are too much to be a person who can be mentored by only one person. All right, that is my encouragement for today. And now we're going to move on to the episode. And in today's episode titled The Committee, I'm going to talk to you about my, my experiences, my adventures with a mentoring committee. So over the last couple of weeks, I've been talking about mentoring. And one of the things I've been talking about are... <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, I've been talking about mentoring experiences that didn't work out too well. So I talked about a mentoring experience where I was in an abusive relationship from which I finally escaped. And I also talked to you about a mentoring relationship in which I was with a superstar mentor who somehow could not release that superstardom to me. And so I ended up in a space where I, I was like, okay, so what do I do now? Like, how am I going to move forward? And, you know, the rhetoric that I kept hearing everywhere was you need a mentor. You need a mentor. You're not going to succeed without a mentor. And everywhere I went, that was what people kept telling me. You're not going to succeed. But I was like, I am now 0 for 2. I have had two mentors that have not worked out well for me. Oh, yeah, they've helped me. I've moved forward in, in different ways. But they were not the one, clearly. <laughs> If you go back to the last two episodes, clearly they were not the one. But I was also done looking for the one. I just, I just couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't go looking for that one person who was going to change my life because I just hadn't succeeded. And maybe such a person existed, but I was no longer willing to invest time and energy looking again. So I came up with a strategy. I decided that instead of trying to find the one, 
I would put together a mentoring committee. And so I looked around my life. I looked at someone, you know, people who had succeeded in academic medicine, people whom I admired. And I reached out to them. I said, we would meet once a quarter. I will send you my list of goals and my agenda. I'll send you my CV. We'll meet. I'll do a presentation on where I am. And <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing because I've already looked to the end and, and it doesn't end well. But I, I said, this is what we're going to do. And I was super pumped. I was super excited. I was telling people, I was like, I have a mentoring committee. I have a mentoring committee. I'm going to super succeed. So number one, I tried to schedule a meeting with these amazing people in academic medicine. And guess what? It was too difficult. Their schedules were awful. And between their schedule and my schedule and trying to coordinate, I think with five people on this mentoring committee, it was an impossible task. It really was. Going through administrative assistants, trying to connect them with my administrative assistant, trying to make things work, you know, like, okay, I'm available. I'll, I'll open up 5 p.m. I'll open up 6 p.m. How can we make this work? <laughs> it was quite complicated. Anyway, needless to say, it took us a while to set up the first mentoring committee meeting, but we finally did. We set up the first mentoring committee and finally it was time. We were going to make this thing work. I was super excited. I put together a presentation. I shared with them my CV and I was super pumped and I went to the mentoring meeting. And you know, I think I could say at the end of the mentoring meeting, um, I, I just didn't get what I wanted out of it. And, and, and I, I think I would say I'm not sure what I wanted out of it. I just know that whatever I got was not what I was expecting. For one, I was presenting all my successes, all the things I had done. And then I then shared my strategic plan for the coming three months. I have a strategic plan for the year, but then I also cut it up into quarters. And so I was presenting my strategic plan for the next quarter. And I have to tell you the truth. If you look at my strategic plan, it looks crazy because I always have more on there than is possible for any one human to do. But I, I do that intentionally. And the reason I do that intentionally is because I don't ever want to sit around wondering, what am I supposed to be doing now? Mm, I have a little bit of a gap in my schedule. What should I be doing? I want to have a plan for every moment of my workday. I want to know, okay, Toyosi, suddenly this time came free for you. Here's what you can work on. And so my strategic plan actually is packed. And, you know, the person who mentored me on creating a strategic plan would say, Toyosi, you need to take some things off of this plan. But this works for me because I just always want to know exactly what I'm supposed to be doing next. Anyway, so this was a plan, <laughs> the crazy plan that I presented to this mentoring committee. And, and I have to tell you that uh, perhaps I shouldn't have shared as much as I did with the committee, because I think people were wondering, okay, are you crazy? Can you accomplish this? Are you sleeping? When are you going to wake up? And I was trying to explain, I was trying to explain, I was saying, I'm not saying this is all that I'm going to do. I'm just saying, I want to make sure that at any point in time, there's always something on the list. I have a list of priorities. There are some things I'm definitely going to get done. And then there's some things of, oh, this would be nice to have. If there's extra time, I could do these things. Anyway, let's just say at the end of that meeting, there was a lot of confusion. People were like, well, great. You have all these things on there, but you haven't done this. It was just a mess. At the end of the mentoring committee meeting, I remember thinking, I was like, what is this thing? I mean, there were some people who kind of like, in medicine, there's a lot of mocking. So there were some people on the committee who had this kind of mocking to them. Like, you say you're going to do this. Ha, ha, ha. Nobody accomplishes that in academic medicine. <laughs> 
And literally at the end of that meeting, I had somebody else who was actually a good friend who I had added to the committee reach out to me and say, what was up with that person? What was up with that? You know, the mocking person. Anyway, you know, in academic medicine, there's a lot of mockers. And you have to ask me, why did you put a mocker on your mentoring committee? Don't ask me. I just did. And the end result was mocking. Go figure. Anyway, so that was the result of that mentoring committee. I would say that it really was a flop. It was a flop. And, and here's the challenge. And, and I'm not to my lessons yet, but here's the challenge. I'm not sure what my goal for that committee meeting was, actually, but it failed. And so you would ask if you had no goal for the committee meeting, how could the committee meeting have failed? That's a really good question. And maybe we'll answer that later. But anyway, so let's just say the first committee meeting, first of all, took so long to set up. And when it ended, it didn't work out. So I was just not willing anymore to do this mentoring committee thing. Actually, that wasn't when I packed it up, but I just, I had mixed feelings at the end of that one day. There was just this sense that people were like, well, you think you've done this, but you haven't done that. And you have this whole crazy list of things you're going to do. But what about speaking at meetings? What about doing this? I mean, it was just all sorts of things where they first of all kind of criticized all the things I had planned to do. And then they had a long laundry list of all the other things that I should be doing that I hadn't done. So anyway, it just wasn't, it, it just wasn't a good thing. Anyway, and then at the end of that, I tried to set up another meeting again, and it was so difficult. And then I actually even emailed members of the mentoring committee saying, hey, for one, yeah, saying, hey, would you look at this specific games page that I'm putting together? Uh, and that was a flop as well. <laughs> I didn't hear back from these people in my mentoring committee. So let's just say I just decided that this mentoring committee thing was not for me. It just was not for me. And actually, eventually, I heard back from one member of the committee who was like, hey, when are we meeting again? And I sent an email and I was like, yeah, we're, we're just not meeting. <laughs> I was like, whatever that was, I don't want to do it again. I just don't. All right. So that was that mentoring committee that didn't quite work out. Okay. Fast forward to a couple of days ago, I had another committee meeting. And this time I wouldn't even call it a mentoring committee meeting. It was actually a committee meeting that was set up by me to review a grant that I'm writing. So I have a grant proposal that is going to go out in June and I wanted to get people who were going to collaborate on the grant with me. So my co-investigators, I wanted to get site investigators in the room as well. And then I wanted to get experienced grant writers in the room as well. I just wanted to have as many minds in the room together thinking about my project, thinking about how we could best make this project feasible compelling and address objections. And that's what I told them. I sent them my specific aims page. I said, here are the specific aims that I'm proposing. This is the grant that I'm thinking about. This is your role that I want you in the room to do this. For one person, it was that you've been continuously funded for the last 30, 40 years of your career. I want you in the room because you're also a reviewer and I want you to see the things that are making you concerned. I want you to comment on them. For another person, I said, you're going to be collaborating on the grant. I'm going to need a letter of support from you. I'm going to ask you to submit a budget. I want you to see where I'm going with this. For another person, it was that you're a co-investigator. You're going to be doing the mixed methods portion of the grant. And I want you to be there so you get a sense of what's going on with the grant and give me your perspective as far as how the mixed methods works in this, in this grant. And then to one other person who's a statistician, I was like, you're the statistician. I want you to think about what statistical methods make sense based on my goal. And so I set up the meeting, did a doodle poll. It actually did not take much time to set up this meeting, which is kind of remarkable considering how accomplished these people are. But we set up a time. We all found a mutual time. I set up a presentation. I showed them the prior grant that I had submitted. 
my new direction I, and showed them all the things that I was working on. And then after doing the presentation, I said, what are your comments? I specifically want your feedback to make the aim stronger. And I will tell you that that meeting was a success. Oh my goodness. It was an outstanding success. It was a great success. And wow, you asked, how do I know that that meeting was a success? I had a goal. I needed feedback and I got the feedback I needed. So clearly it was a success. And so I, I wanted to tell those two stories just to contrast the one mentoring committee meeting that was a disaster. And number two, the grant writing committee meeting that I composed that actually was a success. And I'll end the story because that now forms the basis of my take-home lessons. And I think the first lesson that I want to really address is that, you know, where I had no direction, people were not able to direct me. So here I was saying, everybody, I want you to get together. Let's do a mentoring committee to help me figure out the direction of my life. I mean, I'm not even sure what my goals were. I just, I just was like, okay, I need a mentoring committee meeting. Everybody get together. And they did get together. But the goals weren't clear. I was confused. <laughs> I didn't know exactly what I needed. Yeah, I needed my career to advance. But what each of these people were doing in the room was not clear to me. And to be honest, it wasn't even clear to them. I just knew that there were people I admired and looked up to and had succeeded in their academic careers. So I was like, well, why don't you get in the room and you see what I'm doing and then give me advice? But I think what wasn't clear to them was where I was going. Because if it was clear to them where I was going, then perhaps they could be very targeted as far as advice where I was going. So I was confused also. Because if I wasn't confused, I would have made it clear. I would have said, this is what I want out of this, this meeting. And then I could have said, okay, this is what will make a successful meeting for me. I didn't even know that for myself. At the end, it was clearly not successful, but I hadn't even set what the success would look like. And so in a sense, I set myself up to fail in that mentoring committee because I didn't know what I wanted out of it. I had a general sense, it was, but it was vague. And because it was vague to me, it was vague to them. And then when I got there and I was like, look at all the stuff I'm doing, they were confused because they were like, well, this doesn't look like my career. Therefore, you're doing things wrong. My, I don't have this kind of strategic plan that you have that has everything in it. Therefore, you must be crazy. And oh my goodness, you're not doing all these things I've been working on. Therefore, your life must not be working. So it didn't work because I wasn't, I wasn't sure what I wanted to get out of it. I wasn't clear. I was confused. And so they were confused. And so that leads me then to lesson number two, which is that if I was going to get the most out of people around me in this mentoring committee idea that I had come up with, well, it wasn't my original idea. But in getting people together for a mentoring committee, if I wanted to get the most out of them, I needed to first understand what I needed. I had to first understand what I needed. And that's why I tell the story of the second committee that I convened. I was very clear on my goal. I need your feedback to make my proposal stronger. Very clear goal. I wasn't like, oh, tell me about my life. Tell me how to make it better, which, you know, is a great goal, but it's not very specific. I was like, I'm submitting a grant by this timeline and I need your feedback so I can write a strong and compelling grant. And I was very, very clear what each person was going to contribute because I was very clear what my goal was. And that then brings me to lesson number three which is that once I clarified for myself what I needed, 
it became easy for me to find who were the right people who could help me. And here's the difference between the first committee and the second committee. It took so long to get these people together in the first committee, I think because they weren't sure that it was really important. It wasn't clear to them what their expertise was needed for. And so honestly, it wasn't a priority for them. And so they relegated it to the very, very end of their schedules. And somehow we couldn't find the time to meet. Because when their administrative assistants would say, hey, Toyosi needs a meeting, they would say, what was it for? Oh, she wants general life career mentoring advice. And they're like, oh, that, okay, sure, that can happen anytime. But when I said to my second committee, I have a grant due in June. I need to start writing and I want your feedback. And all of a sudden, they were like, Toyosi has a grant due in June. We need to get together. Actually, I told them, I said, I need to have this meeting in the next two to three weeks. I gave them two to three weeks and I sent them the doodle poll. I actually took my administrative assistant out of this. I was like, this is too important to trust to um, somebody who might forget. I just, I just took him out of the loop and I was like, I'm scheduling this one meeting myself because this is really important to me. And I think that clarity in my goals showed up. And because I was clear what I needed, I was able to find the people who could help me. And because it was clear to them what they were supposed to do for me and the timeline was clear to them, they were able to show up for me in the way that I needed. And their feedback was fantastic. It was great because the person who came to give me feedback about grant writing, all she did, all she did was give me feedback about grant writing. She didn't give me feedback about the intervention I was proposing, how to put it together because she had no idea. And that's not what I asked her to be there for. And the person who was there as a site investigator had lots of great ideas. And I was like, hey, I'm a hematologist. This is my role. This is your role. You know, it was very clear to me what I needed. And for that reason, I really got the most out of it. And so I think I share all those just to say that until I was clear what I needed. I mean, at first I was just like, I just need a mentor. And okay, I'll do the mentoring committee and they'll lead my life. I mean, really, that, that's how I felt. I feel like that's how I felt. And, and it was just so unclear. But the moment I was like, I'm writing a grant. This is when it's due. I need your assistance to help me make it strong. Clearly, that really mobilized people, got them together, and it got me a win. And because I had defined what the win would look like, I was able to say at the end that I won. And in a sense, I guided people to that win. <laughs> I guided people to that win for me. So that was really awesome. Okay, so what are my calls to action from this space? My first call to action is that you need to get clarity on who you are. Who are you? Who are you? And this is the thing about in academic medicine, in hematology, people are like, you need a mentor, you need a mentor, you need a mentor so you can get this. But if you don't know who you are and what you want out of this hematology career, then you don't know who's going to mentor you. You don't know. Are you going to be a researcher who's going to do the, you know, 75%, 90% protected research time all the time? Is that what you want to be? Do you want to be a, a clinician educator? Or do you want to be a combination of those two? What do you want to be? I mean, who do you want to be? Who? It's, it's not even what do you want to do? Because I think we conflate that. Okay, I want to do research. Therefore, I'm going to go pursue somebody who's going to help mentor me in research. Yeah, for, forget what you want to do first. First of all, who do you want to become? That's the most important piece. You know, when I, when, when I first had that first mentoring meeting, 
I think I wasn't clear. I was just like, well, this is the kind of person you told me I need to become. So why don't I gather people who look like that, right? There's like a phenotype in academic medicine of what success looks like. And so I just gathered the phenotypes and put them together. And somehow the phenotypes didn't come together for me because maybe they couldn't see me in themselves or I couldn't see myself in them. I'm not sure. But I wasn't clear on who I wanted to be. I wasn't clear on what I needed because out of who I am comes what I do. Out of who you are comes what you do. And so the most important piece, I think, in this mentoring thing is to figure out who you are. Who are you? Because once you figure out who you are, then you can start to figure out what you need. And that's my call to action number two. Get clarity on what you need. When I had that first mentoring meeting, I just had no clue. I had no idea. And you know what? People couldn't help me. All they could help me do was achieve more of what they already had. And what they had was not what I was looking for. I wanted what I wanted. But I wasn't clear on what I needed. I, I didn't even know it for myself. It was in there. Clearly it was in there because at the end of that first mentoring meeting, I was clear that this did not work. So somewhere in my subconscious was a goal of what I wanted to get out of the meeting, but I didn't articulate it. And what I really needed was to get some time with myself to say, what do I need? What do I need exactly? Because, you know, I didn't need general career mentoring or advising. I didn't need people telling me what presentations I should do or what meetings I should attend. The very specific help I needed in that moment was just about this grant. And so it's important for you to get clarity on what you need, because then you can do call to action number three. And call to action number three is to find the right people who can help you get there. So the moment you know who you are and out of it comes what you want, then you're able to go after what you need. And you can say, okay, you're going to be the right person to get me there. You're going to be the right person to get me there. You're going to be the right person to get me there because you've already done it. Or you have some expertise that helps me. Right? The moment you are clear on what you need, you're able to find the right people to help you get there because you know what getting there looks like. And so call to action number three is to find the right people. And, and I really want to emphasize that you're finding the right people. It's not the right person. Like really, one person is not going to help you get where you need to be unless where you need to be is exactly what that person is or what that person does, which is unlikely. Like you have an idea for your career and a lot of different people, a lot of different expertise is needed to get you there. And so find the right people, multiple people. It's not just one. If you want to get them all in a room at once, good for you. Like I did, do it. But you don't always have to. But what you do want to do when you find the right people is to make it clear. You can say, I know that you are an administrative superstar who's also the dean of the school of medicine who's also leader of a research lab who's also uh i don't know whatever they are top 50 doctor in america you've got lots of great things about you but today can you put aside your deanship can you put aside your academic positions and i just want the top 50 doc piece of you like can you tell me how you did that just be clear and when you're clear then that person is able to help you in a very, very specific focus because they can help you with many things. But you want to be like, yeah, you've got many, many things you can help me with. But this is the piece I need from you. You can be very specific so that when they give you that piece, then you can feel confident that you have what you need. And then you can decide if you keep going or you stop. And then once you get what you need, then there's no need to keep going in terms of the meeting. Like our mentoring, the second committee meeting that we had, it's done. 
We've gathered everybody. They've given me their opinions. Now it's my job to go figure out what the grant looks like. I don't need to call them again and, and, and say, hey, I got stuck. I'm aim number three. Can you all get back together again? No, no. I needed them to help me just clarify some things. Now it's my job, right? Because I'm in charge of my career, just as you're in charge of your own career. And so get clarity on who you are. Get clarity on what you need and find the right people who can help you get there. But give them a very specific mission so that they can help you get there and you know when you win. <laughs> so that ends today's episode. And I want to thank you for listening. But I just want to say that if this podcast episode is helpful to you and you think it might be helpful to another woman of color, I do want to invite you to please share it with them and just bless someone's life today and, and share it with them. And you know what? If you think it was helpful, would you leave me a review? Would you? Go ahead and go on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever format that you were listening to this podcast episode on and leave us a review and, um, and just, you know, just encourage us and, <laughs> and let me know. Let me know if this is helpful. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the rest of your week, O Woman of Color and Hematology. From everything I've told you today, I hope you understand that you're just too much. You're too much for any one person. And I just want you to go out in your too muchness. I know that's not a word, but I want you to go out just in the fullness of who you are, in the boldness and confidence of your multifaceted nature, and just be proud of that. Just own it. Own who you are. Don't back down. Don't allow yourself to be put in a box. Just own the power and the strength of who you are. And go out and make it amazing. Make it awesome. Because you are amazing. A woman of color in hematology, you are super amazing. And I want you to go out and kill it this week. <laughs> All right. Have a great week. Enjoy every moment of it. Take charge of your future by just leading yourself through this week. Continue the conversation with me online at kaiacoach.com. Until next time, take care.